Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, my good mates, Phil and Bianca. Unfortunately, Kent couldn't be here this week. He's busy writing to his pen pals. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, team? I'm well, Bianca. I am very well, despite the fact that I just woke up. <laughs> it's allowed. It's always allowed. Late night recording is what we do best, it seems. Um... And look, technically, you woke up in the morning. Yeah, there's that technicality. Valid yep. point. Um, no, but ahead of us is a goodeth episode, I hopeth. Uh, we have Indeed. for you... The follow-up from last week's episode, almost a, par- a two-parter in some ways, we have a little bit more of an update on the Beirut explosion, um, as well as the topic we missed last week, which was Ellen DeGeneres and the fallout of her, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but Empire Collapse, I guess, uh, as well as a story that Bianca's tabled for us, which is Peter, why they suck. Anyway. Uh, an, an op-ed. Yeah, exactly. On, on with, yeah, to, to Peter. Um, on with the show, though. Um, where should we go? Should we go from the sad part first, the kind of down part of the news, I guess, which is the Beirut explosion? Yeah, Perhaps. the Beirut yeah. explosion, probably. Um, yeah, yeah, let's continue I think on. That's, I think that's where we started last week. We thought we'd just give you a little bit of an update on that this week because it's unbelievable it's still going. That, that's for sure yeah, oh yeah like the There's fallout the of it is still going um it's now up to 200 people have been killed oh actually yes. i think it's more now that was a couple of days ago um yeah this article i've got from the bbc is from the 10th of august yeah i think we're looking at the same one um <laughs> perhaps we are <laughs> yeah so i think the death toll officially has oh here we go the death toll uh, has actually no it's 171 people it's up to 200 people have died but uh 6500 have been injured um i know from Goodness. watching turkish news this morning that all of their hospitals are overrun because uh, it's not just unfortunately uh the injured from the bombing that went off it's actually there are people who also have covid in their hospitals um, their numbers aren't terrible from last I checked, but it's, it, it's a compounding of the issue. Like, um, it's, yeah, it's doubled up of everything. Um, one thing Bianca that I think is, is again, I mean, obviously the death toll is one thing, but the fact that, um, I think it was Beirut city governor, um, that, Basically, was quoted saying that there's 110 people that are still missing. Um, yeah, obviously the death toll is is between 170 and over 200, um, and uh, 300,000 people are now left homeless as a result of of the explosion, which is just enormous fallout. I mean, again, the injuries is substantial. The death toll is substantial, and there are so many people without a home. And what a, what chaos! Like what absolute mm. chaos! Um, Again, I don't like to kind of make it dawn on people that, you know, what if, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if is such a, 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 a bad way to premise something, but what if it happened in Sydney? And I know we spoke about that a little bit last week, you know, we're now seeing kind of um, 
example maps of what would happen if it say it went off in botany a uh, port botany in, in sydney you know it would reach all the way to the city and it would destroy as in the main impact zone would destroy an enormous amount of sydney like you, you think about that at home and think about the damage that would be you can get an idea of what it's done to these people and and this city again it, there are there are people all over the place that are now homeless. Um, I'm reading here that a, um, a convent outside of Beirut has just opened its doors to the people that are homeless, but that in no way will make up for the fact that there are, yeah, hundreds there's of thousands also, of others. Again, it's there's also a compounding of issues which, again, stem from coronavirus, stem from the fact that uh, Lebanon was already in a bit of disarray, uh because of various government political alignings that they've been having issues with. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that I, I think, so I, I looked it up and it's 7,200 roughly people who have coronavirus in the country. Um, like every other country in the world, they shut down, they, you know, work from home, blah, 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 the whole shebang that we've all been hearing. Um, so they were also having an economic crisis, which was doubled with the fact that they were already leading towards a recession, similar to Australia. Um, So they've gone now because of this and the government hasn't reacted completely as they'd hoped. Um, And a lot of people in Lebanon are on the streets cleaning up themselves. Like they've taken the initiative to you know, let's start this cleanup and all that, and the government mm-hmm. hasn't stepped in. A lot of um, people who are in construction and in building who know how to use, like, those massive bin thing collectors, garbage collector kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. scoop. I can't – I'm not very good with those <laughs> things. The scoop. Um, they're all out on the streets and, like, collecting rubbish and doing all that and um, – because the government's not helping out as much as they want, they're kind of rioting at the moment. So there's also protests happening on top of that. Um, it's just constant, as you said, compounding issues, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, and it- tensions boiled, and a lot of people died, a lot of people injured, a lot of people want answers because it shouldn't have happened. Well, well, you're, you're right. It shouldn't have happened. But also, as you were saying, they're heading towards a recession, as is many countries in the world as a result of coronavirus or COVID-19. Um, but this explosion is now going to cost, I think it's done damage worth of about $3 billion. And, you know, Lebanon as a whole, because the port's going to have to shut because of damage and tourism, and which has already been affected. But you know, all the ongoing kind of issues as a result of this, it's going to cause upwards of like $15 billion of um, of a hit to the economy. Like, that's enormous. You can't have that. And yet here we are. So, you know, I, I think that there are people that are now donating to Lebanon and everything like that and, and the aid starting to come in. But, I mean, my God, like, this thing is just such a disaster. And consider this. Mm. We are all currently having issues with getting our mail and getting our postages, uh, postages, our post coming in from other countries. Um, we're all having trouble with that because everything has to go through some, I think it's just everything's slow because of COVID because no one knows where the infection's coming from and no one wants it to come in the mail. And there's 
being precautions being kept, their port, which is their main, uh, like it's a major port for incoming goods, like car parts and uh, machinery and all that. They that's where their major ferry hubs come in from to deliver mm. things that would help rebuild their country is demolished. So yeah. from the Beirut side of it, the only thing that they can rely on at the moment is are the planes, which can't obviously bring in everything they need. No. So there, and the other option is to drive it to Beirut. Um, remember how last week we were talking about as well, the, the fact that we we're comparing it to how it's stored in Newcastle. Um, and we're kind of, in some ways, thankful that there were such heavy kind of audit and routines in place to make sure that something of a similar nature doesn't happen. Apparently the stuff had been stored there for six years without any safety measures at all, or, or at least very little safety measures for what it was that was being stored. Like, that's... In Lebanon some, or in... In, in, in Lebanon. Oh, no, okay. the, as in, as in the, what led to the explosion was the fact that it was being stored um, without, you know, proper safety measures in place. That's really, really, like, careless, totally careless. I think that's why I think, being in this article that we were reading, um, you know, it, it, someone's been quoted by Reuters as saying that uh, three ministers have already stepped down and, and, in fact, the nation is calling for the entire cabinet to be dissolved because, um, you know, the culpability and, and, and the negligence on the government side for, for allowing something like this to happen something so careless to happen like this, that's, oh my, there's a lot of blood on, on very few people's hands, which is unbelievable. But I question, like, I, I agree that, like, there's obviously going to be people in the government and higher-ups and Port Authority and everything that need to answer questions. Like, this mm -hmm. was, I, uh, I went out to dinner tonight and I was talking to my friend about it and, like the footage looked unreal. The footage didn't look like something that happened in real life. It looked like an alien mm. invasion or like that was just crazy, that footage. It was a big deal and someone needs to answer to it, obviously. But dissolving the government right now, how would you go about re-election? How would you go about... Mm. Like what? What's the pre? Like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I think have, I think they don't have windows on their buildings. Like, where? What are they going to do? <laughs> like, yeah, no, the, I, 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 know. I, I totally agree. I think the government needs to stay in place to repair this. But I totally agree that in due time they need to be stood or down. Or at least and get it on the removed. road. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like. I mean, calling an election now would be a mistake anyway, you know, if, unless unless you're like, say, the US, which one has one coming up anyway. Um, if you choose by choice to have an election now, I think that's a mistake based on having you know, COVID-19 and stuff like that around. Um, also, if you look at then Lebanon specifically, I think it'd be a mistake because of what's just happened. But I do think that heads need to roll, uh, heads need to roll whether that is... Um, in terms of accountability for corruption or negligence um, in terms of lawsuits or whether that's on a basis of you have to resign once, as you said, Bianca, things start to come good again. 
Um, but I think that that needs to happen. Um, but definitely the country needs to be back on track and the government needs to take responsibility and start to somehow create some... Yeah, exactly. Create, create reparations for, for, for what's happened. Look, like, the, the Lebanese are Middle Eastern and I, I'm Middle Eastern, so I grew up with that culture. So, like, the... The fact that they're all, like, I've been watching the videos and all that. The fact that they're all on the streets, there's people who have set up food and there's other people who have set up drinks and all that and, like, clothing and all that. And they've done that amongst themselves without anyone asking, without anyone thing. It's just they all woke up the next day and was like, this is what we're doing. They started cleaning it up by themselves and all that. But at the same time, they're looking at their government being like, what are you going to do about it? So I think so the the people are rallying, not the government. Yeah, the people are rallying and they're doing stuff. And I think there's already talks of you know, like those building companies that were bringing out the scooper things. They're all like already talking about construction and let's. Are you do talking this, about bulldozers? That. What are you talking not, about scooper the, things? Do you know those those things? Diggers. That, yeah, the diggers. Yeah, diggers. <laughs> Like the scoopy thing. Well, I was like trying to work out for ages what I'm, the hell you meant. I'm thinking. Couldn't we have just let her truck. call it that for the rest of the episode? No, because I wanted to. I, I wanted to understand the what she meant. Thing. I was thinking, like, what scoopy thing are you talking about? Yeah, diggers, I'm thinking of diggers. the yellow and the blue trucks from Bob the Builder, and I just see their their the blue truck. But lofty, the blue one was lofty. Lofty was a useless turd. That and just, scoop. Yeah, you know, Lofty was the one that went around going, yeah, I think so. Just such a wimpy. Well, yeah, yeah no, but so. it was definitely the yellow one, or not Lofty. But yeah, the yellow one was basically the the, the boss. Scoop. You know, yeah. There was, there was Bob who was in charge of everyone and the owner of everything, but then Scoop was definitely the foreman between, or the lead contractor between Bob and the rest of the, the monster machines, basically. Yeah, you know, but I'm sure that if there was calling, an issue that... That's why I'm calling it the Scoopy thing, because his name was Scoop. Yeah, fair enough. What about Mark with his just his bucket thing on the back? Yeah. Like, what about Dizzy? The fact that Dizzy made pink concrete. Why was the concrete pink on Bob the Builder? Probably because, because it's a children's show. Yeah, but come on, like concrete pink. And why has it got lumps in it? It's got looks like what well, looks like Kalidos in it from <laughs> from LCMs. It probably had to do with like the contrasting because the ground was yellow. Think but about, the roads yeah. were pink too. Were they? Hmm. I always thought and they then, were and yellow. Then, and then there was old mate bloody Spud who'd come over going, Oh, sorry, Bob. And things would Spud, go wrong. Spud freaked He'd always out be because... bothering the mayor. No, oh, doing something horribly wrong. Why did the mayor look awfully like the farmer? Do <laughs> 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 you was just, do you was just the same doll? Probably. Uh... Probably, but, but no, like the spud scared me because I could record, like I could, I could figure out that, like maybe the cars were robotic and that's why they talked and then had personalities, like they just mm. developed. But, but he's a Spud was a fucking life. scarecrow. Why, why is he alive? Does he haunt your dreams? Sorry, Bob. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't appreciate no. that. And he had a terrible fashion sense. He's a scarecrow after all. Come on, what are you expecting? Um, was it better or worse than Wendy's? I mean, were Wendy and Bob an item, or is Wendy kind of let's be kind of inclusive here? Was Wendy well? No, he for the kisses. Same team? He 
No, he kisses her in the Christmas special, the one that Elton John was in. Yeah, yeah but come they on, end I mean up that. Together. But you remember yeah. that 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 was filmed, well, that was created several years ago. I think nowadays that would have serious imp- implications. You know, I mean, you're talking about someone in a workplace harassing, you know, an employee. This is true. It like would how not be the same now. The Christmas. Think about it. Think about it. Imagine this: the headline. Um, CD uh, Foreman um, makes a move on helpless employee at office Christmas party. I, Bob the Builder. I don't think Bob the Bobby Boozer. was CD. No, come on. He didn't give off that vibe. No, you know. Although his only friends were a bunch of cars trucks and stuff trucks. like that and again and one of the scarecrow. and one of them was of course just a complete wimp who was also the one that was meant to re- also hang on so lofty he was a, was afraid of heights and stuff like that lofty at no point had to go really high up the crane did that's like me putting my arm up into the sky and going oh my god my arm's so high up lofty you're not Maybe. up high your head Maybe. is down your head and eyes are down at ground level your arm's really high up Maybe they had a consciousness up there. Well, again, that's know. like saying, do I have a consciousness in my arm when I hold my arm up? No, I don't suddenly go, oh my god, my arm is so high off the ground. Like, come on, are what you are you sure? doing? Yes. <laughs> I'm doing it, I'm testing it right now as, now as I speak. <laughs> um, I can picture it. Yeah. I would uh, absolutely love if Sarah just walked in at that point and just saw you like yep. holding your hand above your head going, Can I can I feel can I feel up there? Like, do I yeah. have a consciousness of that? Yeah, well you asked the question, I was answering the question for you. Um basically, yeah, and that's the um Beirut explosion. <laughs> and Bob. Brought to you by Pilchard and Bird. <laughs> Travis and Spud. Look, working Playing together... together like good friends. Well, I was going to say working together, they'll get the job done. I know that's not the line for that part, but he's a line in the song, and I mean, it's kind of fitting uh, that something But it happens. completely so makes sense why I always called it a Scoopy Fishing, because I completely forgot his name was Scoop. But let's just... Okay, <sighs> so we finished our Beirut kind of conversation. Let's quickly finish up above the build one. Who's your least favourite one on the of, the of all the machines? Oh, like, I didn't like Lofty, you're right. Lofty was a loser, but I also don't yeah. like the. I also don't like the arrogance of not the arrogance, but the proudness of Scoop. Because because he's like he feels like he's the leader. I feel like mm. he's unnecessarily got kind of the the credit that he deserves. I also never liked how Bob never rode or sat inside the cabins. He just hung off the sides. Yeah, that always is Dizzy. A, me. Is Dizzy a boy or a girl? Girl. I thought it was a girl. I thought Lockie was a too, girl, so I realized it was a kind of wondering. But um, Muck sometimes pissed me off just because he was just dumb. Yeah, he was the, the reckless one that liked to break shit and stuff like that. Cause, or mainly he'd do that because Dizzy kind of like egged him on. Maybe. Have you seen the horrendous computer animated version that no, now exists? No, and I won't, I won't ever because they've done that to Bananas in Pajamas too, and I refuse to accept it. No, I refuse yep. point blank to ever acknowledge it's... Bananas in Pajamas continued after the puppets. I yeah. loved Bananas in Pajamas. I was a Bananas in Pajamas kid. I, I, liked, had... yep. I liked the Rat in the Hat's car. That's my favorite part of it was his car. It always Rat... break down and be garbage. 
rat shit me as a character. Touch me, I'm a rat. I'm a rat. I'm a rat. I'm a clever, clever rat. Like, yeah, he was oh, a, yeah. a rat. And he, was a, he was a dodgy businessman, basically, like a used car salesman of sorts. He ran that shop and basically ripped him off with the munchy honey cakes and stuff. Oh, cheese and whiskers. But, Ridiculous. like, bananas in pajamas <laughs> was the bomb, and I won't let anyone tell me otherwise. And that stupid CGI thing is stupid. Uh, I, I have a, I have a glow in the dark campfire poster of the bananas of the original bananas that i've kept since i was like two years old why in the theme song when they're talking about chasing teddy bears in the background there's a weird sound that goes like and i i i've always recognized it and then just the other day um sarah and i were watching through like on youtube like a compilation of like of all like 90s kids show basically theme songs because I was trying to find one and there's one that I was meant to ask you guys about but it got away from me but I've got it recorded on here me humming it basically because I've not been able to find it and I didn't want to forget what it was because I will find it um but yeah in the background on the theme song it's got a really weird sound when they mention the teddies it's strange you need to listen to it again soon just so you know what I'm talking about um I've never noticed. I always just pay attention to the fact that it's Monica singing the theme song. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I, I love that it's Monica. I can it's still remember quest. the time that I saw her at Monica at Kmart. Mm. Uh, yeah, she, she lived in the area. I used to see her all the time. But she also used to I date I served her at work uncle, once. So we used to avoid her. Monica. She, wait, what did you say, Bianca? She, she used to date my uncle. She's been oh. to this house that I'm currently in now a few times. Um, but she oh. dated my uncle, and wow. um, when they broke up, she was quite heartbroken and stalked him. Used to stand outside her apartment singing. Um, Bananas in pajamas? No. <laughs> Green beans in blue jeans? This was before I was born and before my brother was born. And I loved Monica Traffica. And my mum was like, you really? And when it I was sounds a kid, like your uncle did too for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Zucchinis in bikinis. Oh, dear. Well, when I was a kid, my mom was like, "You think she ever sang that to him while wearing a bikini?" Yes. Oh dear. Oh dear. Uh, Uh, Quick question: Did you guys ever think that the last line of "Bananas in Pajamas" was "Catch catch them in underwears"? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just need to check. Yeah. Not not unaware. It is underwear to me. Yeah. It always just sounded like underwear. Cops on Tuesdays, they all tried to catch them underwear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it wasn't only me. No, it was no. certainly was not. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, guys. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres. Appar- apparently, she's staying strong through this time, and and is not letting the controversy get to her. <laughs> That's that was the statement that came out. Now what, I yesterday, s- I think? Now I saw that. Now I saw that, Drew. And do you think that... I mean, obviously we don't know the facts. <clears throat> oh, it's a Tessie Pop then. We don't know the <laughs> facts, but there's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people that have come out. Some say that the producers and people around Ellen are toxic and nasty, but several people have come out specifically and said Ellen is toxic and nasty. Um... 
including one which was a bodyguard at uh, the Emmys when she hosted a couple Oscars. years ago. Oscars. The Oscars, sorry. The Oscars when she hosted it a couple years ago. Um, one of which, yeah, was a bodyguard um, who led her around and said that she was incredibly rude and gave absolutely nothing away whatsoever. Um, so these rumours didn't start about Ellen, didn't start about now or recently. No, they've been they, around for a long time. They originally oh, yeah. started with Kathy Griffin. Is that the redhead's name? Yep, yep. Yeah, Kathy Griffin wrote about Ellen DeGeneres in her book and was talking about how when she was coming up, um, Ellen kind of trashed her and then uh, didn't invite... Or something happened on their show. Kathy Griffin was on it once and then never invited her back, kind of threw her under the bus. Um, or Kathy Griffin threw Ellen under the bus. And Ellen came back to Kathy Griffin and was like, what the hell was that? And Kathy's talk spoken about this and she's like, um, she just, she told Ellen, she just told the truth. And Ellen was like, that's not how any of it happened. And Kathy was like, that's how I remember it happening. Um, but that's when the first kind of things came out about Ellen. What's, and- what's interesting about that, Bianca, though, is the fact that, again, we got two people on a different side of the, uh, two different sides of the story as well. Um, yet, as it turns out, with more and more of this stuff that's coming out, it's looking more and more like Kathy Griffin was right and Ellen was full of shit. That's, yeah, that's that's the truth. So it looks like then it just started coming out about, originally it just came out about her producers. No, there someone posted up on Twitter. Yeah, um, there's someone on Twitter. I remember that it was a Twitter thing. Someone posted up on Twitter, write your stories about how terrible Ellen DeGeneres is in the comments. And then they started picking up not just Ellen DeGeneres, but trashing the executive producers and all that. Um, yeah. Like some of the things were stupid. Like it was, someone said that there was a bowl of mint outside of Ellen DeGeneres's office. And you had to eat a mint before you went in to speak to her because her nose was very sensitive. Um, And then some of the stuff was about uh, sexual harassment by the executive producers, um, racism by the executive producers, and uh, something else. The fact that they would just treat people generally like shit. Well, well, again, I mean, she released a, a statement not long ago um, in the face of the fact that Warner Television is basically um, reviewing the show and the way the show operates and, and, and all that. Um, but she mm. she gave a, a statement, um, trying to find where the statement is because I had it. Um, while while you hunt for it, this yes. isn't the first time that stuff has come up about Ellen, and um, I, th- I think our age actually factors into this here that we lack a little bit of awareness. But when Ellen was first coming to prominence on television around the eighties and nineties, and she had mm. her own uh, sitcom, then word was coming out. Uh, through through the media that she was not good to work with even then there were problems there there were guests that appeared in her sitcom that weren't invited back that had made complaints there was 
there she was not popular in Hollywood. I think even back then. I think that um it, I think that the one thing that needs to be uh like addressed about that is that that was during her sitcom and she was copying a lot of flack from a lot of people in Hollywood uh, because she was she was out in Hollywood yeah. with those yeah. who knew her and like worked with her. But in Hollywood, there was like, it, I mean, to the point to this day, there still is. There's always been a cone of silence about homosexuality. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. She was the first person to announce it to the world. And because yeah. of that, a lot of people lost their jobs um, because of homophobia. So yeah. a lot of what happened with her regarding that, because I remember when Ellen came out because my parents weren't weird and tried to hide homosexuality from me. We had gay people all the time around the house. I mean, that sounds weird yeah. the way I said it, but my parents' friends were all, like had a lot of gays. <laughs> in their friendship groups and (laughs) this is not sounding well i'm tired um it's okay so like yeah i grew up in that so i remember when ellen came out and i remember i think i was like five or six when ellen came out and i remember being like but i thought she was always gay and i was a kid thinking that but for like it was a big deal if I remember correctly, they wrote it into her sitcom as well. Well, that's how that was, she that came it. out. That's... Yeah, she leant over the yeah. PA system at the airport and uh, or the tannoy at the airport yeah. and announced it into the microphone while having a one-on-one conversation and the entire airport heard it and so did then the audience. But while, yeah. like, if you ever go back and watch that show, which I, I have because I watched it with my family growing up and then um, being a part of the gay community myself i thought it was something interesting to watch and kind of historic um which again really is she kind of clued it in the entire series and you can see her frustration when you watch it Mm. back and i think she was quite frustrated with the fact that she couldn't come out like i think she wanted to but i don't think they let her and it wasn't until I think the show was in its third season. It was quite a successful show. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you go, again, if you go watch it back from the beginning, you can see them dropping hints about her being gay from the beginning. There's no now, doubt about that. Now, in terms in terms of this, no one is saying, though, at any point that Ellen is not allowed to be... She's not allowed... She's allowed to be and perfectly entitled to be... I guess, a nasty person. She can be literally whoever the fuck she wants to be because that is her right as a human being is to be yeah. whoever she wants to be. Which then gives of us course. the choice on whether or not we accept her or not, not because she's gay, but whether we accept her because do we accept nasty people or not. That's our yeah. choice as the audience and as people to do that. What I think is should not be allowed and what she should not get away with is the fact that her on-screen persona is of one of the nicest, kindest people on television. So again, if you troll through the Facebook posts um, on her show's page, for example, or her personal page, um, everyone is in support saying, no, Ellen, look, we stand behind you because you are a wonderful, funny, kind person that's given a lot to people. No one doubts that. But again, that seems to be 
her on-screen persona, which again is fine. I just don't appreciate if there's two sides to it. If someone is completely, you know, night and day, on-screen, off-screen, on-screen, the most lovely, generous, kind, sweetheart, funniest person around, life of the yeah. party, and then off-screen is purely nasty. Um, I'm just reading an article here from a for former staffer who, who basically said that it's like working um, in The Devil Wears Prada, basically. Wow. You know, it's that kind of thing, you know. Just Now, it's not necessarily... Um, it doesn't specify whether that comes from Ellen directly or if it's from the EPs, the executive producers. Um, but the point is, it's the production and the buck stops with Ellen because Ellen is behind the entirety of the production. Um, yep. And so therefore there is some of that. Uh, some of the lines from Ellen's um, uh, release, press release or, or statement basically said that um, she will... Well, basically, the note says she takes responsibility insofar that the name of the show bears her name and insists that she um, will try and take steps to correct the issues going forward. Um, a direct quote is, um, as we've grown exponentially, I've not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do the job, uh, their jobs as they knew um, I'd want them to be done. Uh, and clearly some didn't. Uh, that will now change and I'm committed to ensuring that this does not happen again. Um, which is all well and good. Basically, there's another little tidbit here that says, while neither she nor Warner Brothers will comment on the fate of specific employees, two sources tell um, The Hollywood Reporter, this is articles from, that the executive producer named Ed Glavin, one of the show's three main EPs, um, this guy is basically at the centre of most of the, the nastiest kind of insults or, or digs at the show, um, will be probably one of the people that is let go, thankfully, and that is absolutely cut and dry, you're gone, kind of thing. Um, uh, sorry, wait, sorry, what was that name? I heard part of it. Ed Glavin. Oh, Ed Glavin. Yeah. Um, but again, um, I think Ellen can in some ways be forgiven if a lot of these issues aren't coming from her directly, because I do agree with that, that no doubt as the show's gotten bigger, she's probably lost scope of running the day-to-day -day stuff, as you'd expect. You wouldn't expect her to do that because that's not fair on her to have to do every single bit of it. And obviously there would be people in, in place assistants, executive producers and stuff like that, that run basically the creation of the show blower and let her do her bit. But she's not excluded from the fact that there have been several reports that state that she is part of the problem. Again, Bianca, as you said, having to eat mints before you walk into the room. Um, everyone has to clear the room before she can enter into the room. Um, people that are of lower positions cannot look at her, cannot talk to her, cannot be in, again, the room while she is. Her bodyguards will often walk before her and remove people from the room before she goes into there. Um, as I mentioned earlier, a bodyguard that, that, you know, basically looked after Ellen, her mother and Portia de Rossi, um, at the Oscars several years ago, got massive thank yous from Portia and her mother, but Ellen DeGeneres never said a word to them and didn't have any respect for the fact that they were doing a job of protecting her. So, you know, um, again, Ellen isn't to blame entirely for this and there are definitely people below her that are enormously a part of the problem and in some ways could be more responsible than she is, but then Ellen is not innocent in this, and I definitely think that she has a personality issue in that her on-screen persona and the real-life Ellen are completely different. Um, again, I don't even have an issue if her on-screen persona is as friendly and outgoing and happy as we see, and off-screen it's just maybe more subdued or quieter. 
But the fact that it's the polar opposite and it's actually just nasty or disrespectful, that I have an issue with and that I don't think she should be allowed to get away with and I think that she should be punished for it. Drew, as you said, um, come over for Zofair or on air, we have also heard from Portia de Rossi who says that she's standing by her wife um, and basically, as you said, yeah, Ellen is working through this difficult time and not letting the, the pressure get to her or the, the attention get to her, which I think is a little bit who gives a shit, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I don't care about that, honestly. Like, I don't know that too many people do. At the end of the day, all we want to see is her to step forward and go, yes, this has happened. Whether she knew about it or not is irrelevant. Well, she has what done has that. Happened, yeah, it, it's going, yep, let's move forward. And I, I know that is the statement she's she's given, essentially. But even even the way in which that statement's released, and I get that it's got to be tactical, but it still feels very hollow and very wishy-washy. And I'll... I'll be Drew, very curious to see how they do address it. Drew, not just that though, but the but the, the the response almost feels like she's playing the victim in this situation, which she's not. Yeah, because she yeah, because she I, has she's not addressed any of the personal kind of or, or any of the the criticism personally aimed at her. She's addressed the person. No. She's addressed the criticism which is aimed at the show. Which correct, she's correct in that the show does bear, bear her name, so the buck does kind of stop with her. But at the same time. She's not addressed the personal criticism, not at the show, but at her. So she's, again, she's playing a victim in this and saying, oh, I'm so sorry that people are hurt. I'll make sure that we kind of get this thing cleaned up because people don't deserve to be working in that situation. But I'm okay. Thanks for asking. It's like no one asked and no one cares. And what about the, pe- the things people are saying about you? What are you going to change? Okay, you're, it's yeah. all well and good. You're going to make sure you go and change the way the show's run. What are you going to change about yourself? Because that's an issue. I think or yeah I think that um she kind of said that sorry I'm trying to read it but it completely thing but I kind of do remember her saying something about she dropped the ball which I read that to be a part of the the way that the show's run not about her though yeah but like I think cuz I I'm I'm reading I find it really interesting when there's hundreds of conflicting reports, um, especially about someone who is so polarizing, and she always has been, whether it's an on-screen persona or not. Mm. Ellen DeGeneres, from the start of her career, has been polarizing. She was a female comedian before she came out of the closet. She was a female comedian who got a late night spot on uh whose show was it not larry david um larry king larry king yeah off the bat like she didn't have any experience or anything she just literally got a call and a lot of people out of sexism were like no she shouldn't be doing it blah blah blah. she's not that great when her skit was genuinely funny um no doubt about that but it was also quite morbid because it was about her dead ex-girlfriend, not that anyone knew about that. They just all thought it was their friend. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, but like, again, from the beginning of her career, she's always been polarizing. She's never been, you know, no one's ever been indifferent to her. It's always been you either love her or you hate her. Um, hmm. 
her two DJs who she's had over the year years. Um, Twitch is one of them. He's his her current DJ, and her previous DJ. I I can't pronounce his name. I'm not gonna lie. Um, no, nope. have a crack. Uh, we have Twitch. No, oh, DJ and... Tony is what he's called, but he's got his name's Onga. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not gonna try that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so DJ Tony, let's just keep it at that. He has come out and said that he had experienced some of the toxicity, which if you watch, and I remember watching because I watched Ellen with my mum every day for years. Um, you can see during the end of his career, like, yes, you can see him feeling it. Like he just didn't look like he wanted to be there anymore. Mm. Whereas DJ Twitch has come out and been like, this is not something I've ever experienced. Like I've, I've known Ellen for how many years and Ellen did a lot for Twitch's career. Um, in regards to when she made him DJ opened a lot more opportunities because he was like, so you think you can dance kind of thing. Mm. He was in a season of that in America. Um, so I think he's had a different experience to Tony, which is what is coming out of the office a lot. Cause there are some people coming out and being like, I never knew this happened. And there are people who like, it happened every day to me. Um, well, and that, that's not just of... about Ellen. That's about the, every producer and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, there's a lot of celebrities that have come out um, recently and also kind of either jumped to the defense of Ellen or kind of lesser celebrities that did, maybe didn't get a spot or haven't been on Ellen that are coming out against um, Ellen. But then, of course, there's also, I think Ashton Kutcher put out a statement basically defending Ellen as well and, and used something along the lines of, I don't mean to me, but I mean to my aides, which the producers or whoever wouldn't have known that they were there with me. And I think that that's kind of a little bit falsified because the producers would have understood that they weren't part of the show because it wouldn't be a face that they'd recognize as part of their kind of employment. Um, they'd also probably know that that person is actually probably there, even if Ashton Kutcher maybe didn't know that they knew that they were part of his entourage. The producers probably did know they were part of the entourage. So I think that it's kind of like... I think it's a bit silly for celebrities that have only seen the good side of Ellen to come out and say, oh, no, no, like, as a guest on the show, I had a wonderful time. She's lovely to me. I like, completely agree with that. Of course she is. You can't... Of course she's going to be lovely guest, to you. You're a you're guest. Not gonna... Yeah, you're not going to know. But I think I think it's interesting, the DJ's reactions, because they are both very public figures. Mm. And they both have... I mean, for all I know, Twitch could be lying. Um, you could also you could also survey fifty people that have met you and ask them what they think of you. Yeah, not your friends, just fifty no, people no, no. that have met you or dealt with you. But mm. neither at, of them spoke the about the Ellen. Neither Twitch or yeah. Tony spoke about Ellen in their statements. They both talked about yeah. the environment in their statements. Yeah. And again, and it's the same with you're you're right. It's the same with work. Like you can ask fifty people who work with you guys, and some people will be like. I mean, I've had a conversation with someone who I used to work with at Cotton On. I, I'm happy to say yeah. that. And they fucking loved Cotton On. And they were like, it was the best working experience I've ever had mm. in my life. Yeah. I had an absolute shit time. 
Like it was the yep. worst. To this day, I will not go in a typo or cotton on store or buy shit because worst thing I've ever done in my life was work there. Um, yep. But it's, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's going to keep unfolding. And I actually think it's going to have a lot more fallout from Warner Media and AT&T, mm. who are both yeah. major sponsors of Ellen. Well, not just that. AT and T own HBO, and HBO is owned by Warner, Warner. isn't it? Yeah, AT and T own Warner, didn't they? No, AT and T has sort of merged with Warner. Oh, there you go. because uh, yeah. they bought out DC Comics, and they've merged and become Warner Media. Yeah, that one. Oh, there you go. Um, basically, Ellen DeGeneres hit and miss. Lots of people saying miss. Um. Bianca. Philip. Tell me about Peter. Peter is the absolute <laughs> worst. Ah, um, uh, yes. So, Social justice warriors on crack, basically. Look, they the Peter, for people who are no idea, we're not talking about Peter a person, we're talking about Peter, as in people for the ethical treatment of animals, P-E-T-A. Um, of which, by the way, we are... We are not Peter, but we are. We absolutely are in favor of ethical treatment of animals. So of course we we are. We're not we're not the opposite. Yes. Except for the animals that work at Peter. Yes. Pretty much. Um look the, the basically I just thought it was a humorous story of how I got blocked by Peter. But then yep. I was I was humor. reflecting back on it and it's not quite the funniest story in the world. But, but it it's is... still very interesting that Peter are assholes. Well, yeah, Peter mm. blocked me for pointing out something <laughs> that I thought was kind of stupid. Um, look, back in the 90s, Peter used to be great. I'm not like they, the things that they've actually done that are good are very good. Like they're the reason why people have stopped testing makeup on mat animals for the most part. Um, why scientists have come up with different forms. I Some of Peter's things were unethical, but because of them scientists figured out how to like test on things other than animals um, Peter are pretty though derogatory of women in many ways a bit like Greenpeace and in, in many ways derogatory mm. of women members of their organizations and and basically almost feels like put animals above women in some ways um, they we do have to give credit for Peter existing or else you wouldn't have the Peter episode of South Park <laughs> This is true. But no, yep. that so like, again, in the 90s, they were okay. Then they got um, really stupid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, they've got articles about like, to stop ending, to, to end, help end sexism, you should stop eating cheese. Right. I don't, I don't understand the connection myself, but... Um, doesn't make Whatever. sense at all. What a delusional kind of tagline. Yeah. Um, you're right. They do use, like, women as sexual objects to promote the fact that they don't eat meat, which is yep. stupid. Um, I think It's, someone, it's counterintuitive. I think, I think this was while we were in high school, but um, they used, they did an ad about how killing animal like killing a meat animal for meat was the same as a woman getting raped, which was awkward for everyone involved. 
Peter. Um, Peter, uh, Peter tend to just go for the um, the shock factor rather than actually making a difference or making an impact with some e- yeah, either but, education or evidence behind it. They just go for the shock factor on an opinion, basically. But here's the thing. Over the years, their, their protesting has gotten a lot stupider as well. Um, there was a protest recently where they basically stood in front of a milk aisle because in the States they have grocery stores with just giant aisles of milk mm. um and they stood in front of the milk aisle in dressed as cows and like kind of acted out a cow giving birth and being separated by its from its mum and the calf was getting killed and the mum was being milked ridiculously and like they acted this out but it was just like people dressed in suits and that was ridiculous but yeah. the reason why i was blocked <laughs> Uh, do you guys know Animal Crossing? Absolutely. Yes. Big in this house. Um, so do you guys know the basic concept of you, there's a museum in Animal Crossing and you Mm -hmm. have to fill the museum with, um, things, animals that you find or catch. Fossils, fish, butterflies, um, and then later there's artworks, but the three living ones are fossil, uh, are the fish and the butterflies and you, and like. Uh, and other bugs and insects and you got to go around catching them and then you got to catch the fish and all the sea creatures and fish for them and peter took offense to this and this was my first time when i laughed at peter so peter did an article about how funny it was uh, about how sorry about how terrible it was that animal crossing was promoting um, i know it's a game right well philip that's what i'd assumed it's a game it's not a <laughs> It's not real. It's not a no, real museum. It, it's not a real museum. It's not real life. For every animal we catch on the game, um, in real life they catch one. Nintendo well, go out and catch one. <laughs> that would be funny. Like Nintendo just have like a stockpile of animals. <laughs> They're like, this is how many people have caught games in animals in Cro- Animal Crossing. Um, but how how many people have caught? animals of some description in a nintendo game because there's a new pokemon game every year that adds a few more to the list well look okay so here's the other thing right they've 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 protested they've protested um nintendo before and game boy before because uh the pokemon game um actually i think who niantix or whoever does the pokemon go game they used to do these ads about how pokemon go encourages um like animal fighting like pitbull fighting and all that and how you're like you shouldn't the vegan thing to do is like not play pokemon go they're not real animals they're not they're they're pixels (laughs) on a screen like and it's not even like it's 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 not even a dog like it's not even like you're you're fighting two dogs it's a made-up creature that's anime looking things and like has special move sets to fight. Like that's what they were. Anyway, so Peter does these usefulest things, and then they they took it a step further. Um, you didn't. You wouldn't think that you could get stupider than writing up an article about why you shouldn't play Animal Crossing. Pokemon. But there's Animal Crossing. There is a character who works at the museum in Animal Crossing. His name is Blathers. Um. <laughs> He's an owl and he's the one who collects all the creatures. 
And there's Peter, no issue. It's a bloody owl that collects this shit. It's not even us that collects it. The owl wants to collect it. Yeah. So we bring it for the owl. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, Philip. You understand the concept because Sarah's playing. You mm. bring creatures to an the, owl. To an owl. But the thing is, to unlock the museum, this is this is where the stupid part comes in. And Carmen, who's our friend, reminded me of this recently. To unlock the museum, you have to bring like five creatures to um the nook dude, Tom Nook. Yep. So you actually have to go out and get five creatures and bring them to Tom Nook. And then to get the full museum to unlock, you then have to take an extra 15 creatures and fossils to the owl. So at this point you've mm. collected 20 creatures and taken it to um, Blathers and been like, I've desecrated the graves of these animals and killed all <laughs> these other animals. Here, take my prize. And that's how you get the museum to open. Mm. Um, and this in Peter's eyes is horrifying. But so Peter set up a protest, and I can't believe they did this. They set up a protest within Animal Crossing. Um, they got, <laughs> this is for real, there's a video of it. <laughs> they got all of these people to go to this island with a museum set up which obviously to set up the museum has had animals donated to it mm. by someone who set this museum up and then put like made, cause you can make custom posters in the game, made custom like anti blathers posters. So they donated things to blathers and Tom Nook in order to get the museum. And now they're protesting that they the did that. Now they're protesting the museum and they were, carrying signs around the museum. And again, it's just so stupid. They is had that, like is it really worth it? no hunting and no fishing and shut down the museum signs. And I'm like, you literally didn't have to open the museum. Yeah, the museum wouldn't have existed if you didn't do any of this <laughs> shit, you idiots. So they're and they've gotten everyone to go to one island and they're filming this and they're like documenting it and making a video and then they tweeted it like it was amazing. Um, Fools. And it was so stupid. It was trending on Twitter for a wee bit. This was a couple of weeks back. This is mm. me. And I, I was reminded of the other day when I went to look at Peter and realized I couldn't see the thing because I, <laughs> I tweeted out, um, this is probably about, I, I retweeted the picture and I tweeted out that this is probably about as effective as any of Peter's normal, like, <laughs> protests. Oh, you shook up the wasp's <laughs> nest. Um, and clearly whoever was managing the uh, page that day took offence. Oh, here we go. Here's the tweet. So it seems about as effective as the usual Peter demonstration. <laughs> Um, whoever took a was on the thing that day took offense and decided to block me. It's not the first time I've tweeted shit about Peter either, so I was kind of like... No, but this time, this was the final straw. They probably got a tally. <laughs> probably, but it was like the thing about Animal Crossing, and it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Um, it is They've probably got your picture up thing. on their wall now. Pardon? Yeah, look at this. We blocked them. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, the video is still up. Um... A lot of people I know have retweeted it and just been like, 
this is so dumb. But they didn't get blocked. Um, no, you offended the right person, Bianca. I did at the right time. But it's just, congratulations. I've I've got to ask you guys: Have you ever like seen a Peter protest and been like, "That's smart"? No. Again, no. I I just think I'm on the comedy channel. Yeah. Again, I think Peter goes about what they do the wrong way because they think that everyone thinks like them, and that's their biggest downfall: is that they assume everyone thinks the same way or can't see the hypocrisy or the it's total yeah. ludicrousness to what they're coming up with or lunacy. It's that holier than thou attitude of theirs. Yeah. But why, again, it, it, like, social like, justice warrior on the next level. What's oh, the yeah. effectiveness? I'm trying to understand, and I I don't think I do understand, and I I I mean. I don't think you guys would either, but why Pokemon and Animal Crossing? Like, it's... Uh, I, I, I don't get it. Because, they. I mean, again, you could... The fact they haven't gone on something like Red Dead Redemption or anything like that, or The Last of Us. Oh, they the do terrible... Oh, my God. They do terrible and, you know, things to animals in those two games. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, the fact that none of that, that's been protested is ridiculous. Like, why aren't there just hordes oh, of people logics- on Red Dead Redemption? Their logic's like trying to fit a square inside a circle. Like it, it just, it yeah. Has there's no, no grounds. No, there is absolutely no logic to it at all. It's totally delusional. No. And that's Peter for you, though. Totally delusional. Uh, P- Peter can go stuff themselves. But like I said, without Peter, we wouldn't have one of the best South Park episodes. <laughs> I also, and, they're just asshole hypocrites. They euthanize more dogs than any other shelter. Like more animals yeah. than any other shelter yearly. Yeah. And Peter. then talk about how, like, a but, dog, but a, don't shop. Like, but again, Bianca, P- Peter are all about basically hypocrisy, and it, I don't even think it's about the animals. It's that it's about their views, or even them being right and us being wrong, and that's it. And therefore, I don't think that they um, are actually in any way kind of relevant anymore or helpful. And I think they're trying to stay relevant. I think that a lot of the time when P- Peter do their peeper. Peter do these kind of protests. It's all about being relevant rather than trying to get their message or their brand across. It's just about keeping the brand relevant. And I think that's very sad because I think they totally don't count anymore and don't really stand for anything of value. I've never I seen so- them protest the Chinese, the Chinese dog festival. No, I don't think they would, though, because um, they'd have to really protest on Weibo and they probably wouldn't get much attention on there. So it's not sure. worth them doing it. Um, look, Bianca, I'm sorry you had to deal with Peter at all. I'm sorry that, you know, you got block- blocked by them. They're, they're enjoy the coolest the people who've ever... Well, no, I've had I've been blocked by a lot of people on Twitter, but I think they're But you'd think the they're, they're, like, the the biggest. Like, that that's one that you can wear as a badge of honour kind of thing. You've been blocked by Peter. Them and the mm. head of Comicsgate. It's not bad. Good job. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Next up, Trump. Oh my god, yeah, I, good go I, for it. I abuse tweet Trump so much. If he ever blocked me, I'd be so... I mean, I'd be disappointed, but I'd be so happy that I achieved that. I'd be proud of that. Yeah, again, again it'd be another badge of honour. Um, uh, Drew? Yes? Shall we get to our quote of the week from last week and then into this week? I've already forgotten what last week's quote was. Oh, come on. No, really. Well, I remember the I remember the movie. It was one that we the clue was it was spoken about during the episode. 
Oh my god, I'm having a mental blank here. This is terrible. Now you know how I felt last week. Well, no, I can't. The unfortunate thing is I can't remember the exact quote, but it was from Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was last week. Oh god, that's right. (laughs) But I can't remember what the I can't remember what the quote was. Top men. Yep. Yep. That's We've got top men on working on this. Uh, top men. <laughs> that one exactly. Uh, um, I have have you guys quote. have a quote for this week? You do have a quote, Bianca. I, it's all yep. yours. The floor is I, yours. I do. Um, where did it go? It was just on my phone. Oh, here we go. You can't handle the truth. There we go. See, that's one. There you go. That's one for the audience. Hopefully you guys know it. Surely you have to know it. It's a classic Um, one, but remembering the name of that movie is always hard. It is a tricky one. Yeah. But it's Um, a good one. It is a good one. Of course, of course. Absolutely. Well, that leads us then on to our sick Kent of the week. Now, I, I, I don't know if we have one or not. My, I, I, I have I, a nomination. I have one. I have a yeah. nomination as well. Let's go, oh. Bianca. Nomination for, from you? I think we should nominate all the people of Beirut who just like got up this week and were like, you know what, let's just start cleaning up. Because um, I think that was well done on their part. Like They didn't wait for their mm. government to do anything. They just literally just got to the streets with freaking brooms that they pulled from their broken houses and started I, I actually couldn't agree more in fact no i'm with you we'll call it there i think so i think that's i think yeah definitely okay well people of beirut for having the initiative and the humanity yeah good on you and you are our sick end of the week for this week um mm. and by calling that the sick Kent of the week that brings us to the very end of this show it does indeed true philip thank you as always thank you and thank you bianca bianca well, thank you thank you guys for always having me always always welcome well of you're course. always welcome back <laughs> of course um and thank you audience for listening along at home in the car in, in the world out, of, out and about walking along or not at all as well um until we meet again on the show next week team yep yep